What's up, everybody? This is LDSG Ghost, and this is the LDS Gamers Podcast. This is episode 13. Welcome to the madness. Today, we're joined by Martin Luther Bling. Howdy, fellers. And <laughs> Vader Van Odin. Hello. I want to thank you guys for jumping on tonight. Sorry, On the Loose is not able to join us tonight. He's probably busy monster huntering. Somebody, which he's been doing. A- somebody let him out of his cage. He's on the loose. <laughs> he's on- <laughs> boo. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's 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 actually probably asleep. He probably just fell asleep and forgot about the podcast. We forgive him. That's okay. We're g- we're gonna do this. So let's just jump into what we've been up to. There's only three of us, so this will go pretty quickly. It's been two weeks since our last podcast. It's a miracle. That's I know. Give yourselves a round of applause. It hasn't been four months. It's been two weeks. And uh, we'll record again in two weeks from now. That will be on the 20th of March. Nice. Yeah. So we'll, get, we'll, keep, this, we'll keep this party going. Well, I've been... Gosh, what have I been up to in the last two weeks? Not a lot. Uh, I started playing Monster Hunter last night slash early Good. this morning in preparation for this podcast, because that's what I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, But that's about it. What about you, Bling? Um, I've been uh, perusing sales and got a good deal on Injustice 2. uh, That sounds dangerous. (laughs) It is dangerous. Uh, (laughs) Still had some Christmas money I needed to spend. I also won some money on my family Super Bowl Bowl pool. Oh, nice. (laughs) I had $100 to spend. but yeah, so uh, Injustice 2 just not too long ago came out on PC. Um, and that came with like all the DLC. Uh, and so I picked that up for like, I want to say 30 bucks or something. Um, oh, that's not bad. So yeah, I picked that up. I've had some fun playing that. Haven't played too many fighting games, but uh, it's been interesting. It's It's funny playing through the story mode where you'll have like five lines of dialogue and then let's fight, you know, <laughs> but, Just for but no it's, reason. it's fun to get to try out all the, all the different characters. And, um, Supergirl is pretty OP. Uh, I, I found be. a combo of moves that, um, I can wreck some fools with. I, I played, <laughs> I played with my wife. We streamed a little bit of injustice and some other games a couple weeks ago. And she, uh, made me switch to another character pretty quick. <laughs> but, Who was she playing as? Um, she played as a lot of different characters. She, oh. she beat me with scarecrow. Um, she was pretty good with scarecrow. <laughs> um, and then, Aside from Injustice, still going with Rocket League. I got my uh, diamond rewards in Rocket League. Ooh, so th- this fancy. is the first season I've I've gotten diamond rewards. So that's that's pretty exciting. Last nice. last season I hit diamond rank a couple times, but was never that rank long enough to get the diamond rewards. So right. So hopefully they have good rewards this season. Um, we yeah. Uh, we need another Rocket League tournament sometime soon. Yeah, I I need to, an opportunity to defend my title. That's right. That's right. I I've got my uh, 
my Rocket League trophy, which is a controller, and it's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's right. Um, what was that? Oh no, I wasn't going to say Cur- anything. Courtesy of OC Gaming. That's right. Uh, we still, oh, we still have to give those things away, man. We talked about it last podcast. I have two controllers to give away. If you have any ideas on what we could do to give them away, just apart from it. just messaging me and saying give them to if me. If you're listening to this Vader. podcast, message Ghost. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, so the let's see here. Let's pick a number. The seventh person that listens to this podcast that messages me. Actually, okay. So the person that's listening to this podcast that messages me I guess the person that's the seventh person to message me. Anyway, anyway, you will win a controller of your choice. I mean, by that I mean you can either pick the Xbox or the PlayStation 1. That'll be nice. They're sweet. Yeah, they are. They have, uh, I think, yeah, I think they both have soft touch. Let me just crank, crack this open. Comes with a nice case, too. These actually do not come with cases. Mine came with a nice case, too. (laughs) Yours won't. I just Yours will not seven times, so I'm the seventh person. <laughs> you're 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 safe. You're covered. <laughs> oh yeah, this is uh, so the PlayStation. Let me describe them to you because I do have a video out there of just the uh, Xbox One, but I haven't released it yet. Um, big surprise there. I know. Uh, so the Xbox One is a soft touch, has a soft touch uh, front cover, and. It is orange, LDSG orange. Oh, just like mine. Yeah, just like yours, except this one has an orange LED Ooh. for the Xbox button. Nice. Let's just crack this open here. And this is great podcasting right now. And the buttons are all murdered out, so it doesn't have the Ooh. A, B, X, and Y. They're just black. Every All the buttons are black. So Nice. Yeah, this is super nice. So we've got a Xbox controller to give away and a PlayStation controller to give away. So we'll give one away at this time. So the seventh person that messages me after listening to this podcast will have their pick. Oh, and the... the <laughs> we'll get you a controller, man. <laughs> the uh, PlayStation one is a uh, like a cardinal red. It's like a darker red, but all of the buttons are gold, like oh, gold cool. chrome. Yeah, and uh, both uh, joysticks are are gold as well. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it looks really nice. So, yeah, hit us up. Hit me up with a message on Discord. Do it. And and it'll be fun. Okay. Vader. What's up, man? My turn. It's, yeah. It's been a while since you've been on a podcast. (laughs) And, uh, uh uh-oh. It's been probably a year. Yeah. Has it been a year? No, surely not. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. So it's just, been too long. I'll just give you a rundown of the last year of gaming I've done. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, stick, I'll stick to the most recent. Um, Moss came out last week on PlayStation VR. And yes. It is a very fun, cool little game. Um, I played the demo, and I commented back then uh, that it kind of I felt more attached to this little mouse than I usually would to like a character in a video game like pretty quickly. Interesting. And yeah. I've seen other reviewers say the same thing. Now the game has come out and it's weird. It's because you're, you're not really, you've got full control over the little mouse, but you're also watching over the mouse in that 3d space. 
so you right. feel a little bit more risk i know it just for some reason that lean leans towards me feeling more responsible for killing the mouse how how does <laughs> don't kill the mouse. how does that perspective work in vr is it like a fixed camera uh yeah so each like each um scene or kind of yeah is in a 3d space but you're fixed there but what's cool okay. about it there'll be secrets and things hidden or puzzles and you can lean around the environment and get a different perspective uh, cool. so i really like that so you can look and sit look through cracks and and um, notches and, and trees and things like that or in caves to kind of see where uh quill is the name of the little mouse mm. uh, where, she, where she is um and see there's um so far the there's been a collectible of little scrolls that you can find and they'll be hidden and sometimes they'll be right in front of you um one time there was like literally below me so i looked just looked down happened to look down and you can see it on a little rock and so you got a platform across uh to it with the little mouse um ah cool it, it's it's very endearing like it's um it's a cute fairy tale story and you're observing uh as the vr player you're referred to as um a reader i think it is and hmm. the premise of the game is you're like you start off and you're in an in old like harry potter looking library and you you open up the book and it's you know the it's titled moss and then you start getting the story played out on the pages and you keep turning the pages and each chapter starts and ends with a story being told to you and then you play you play a section of the game uh controlling the mouse solving puzzles in the 3d space um and fighting that's cool so far bugs like these kind of scarab <laughs> bug things what else could you fight as a mouse i mean really well yeah um it's, <laughs> it's just cool like vr i've talked about this before and anyone else who's played vr what vr does well is scale yeah um and i've most of the vr things i've played where scale's been cool is when big things like um the playstation game i can't remember the name of it but it's a dinosaur game and you can just stand underneath a, a long neck and you can see how big it is more so than you would yeah. if mm -hmm. you're playing on a flat screen and this does the same but in a miniature way <laughs> and because <laughs> you still feel big like i i feel big in that environment looking on these tiny mm -hmm. little cute mouse village and and, and uh, castles and stuff uh, i just went through a swamp that's cool. uh that's obviously uh an, an ancient battleground for humans and so the the mouse is like climbing over little bridges that have uh, been created with like rusted swords and there's breastplates and shields like uh, just lying in the swamp and you, yeah it's really cool getting that scale um which oh, awesome. which would be lost if it was just played as a normal 3d platformer i think yeah because yeah. then you just like full size again like even though it's right. a mouse you just feel like the same size if you're playing as a human th um, character right yeah so the scale is really cool um it is quite hard at times i found um but it, in general it's been quite fun and the puzzles are have been ramping up and but still quite quite simple to solve so far oh, that's cool Environmental i wish they puzzles. would put it on a different platform i mean it's great that it's on psvr but it sounds like a fun game it is um i, I like it um yeah it's I'm not too far, maybe a couple hours in. Um, if anyone's interested and hasn't seen any footage, I do have a video. And Odin's my kind of narrator. He kind of hangs out with me, chatting with me and talking. Cause oh, awesome. And um, so anyone's interested, it's on my channel. for the first, It's the intro chapter, like the first chapter is up on our channel. And that's uh, youtube.com slash Vader Van Odin. That is correct. V-A-D-E-R-V-A-N-O-D-I-N. Correct.
Look them up. Sub. Yes. Yeah. Um, sub. <laughs> and on that VR train, um, also came out. Oh, I think it's recent. I think it's old on Rift and yeah, it's old. The other one, but uh, new on PSVR. Yeah, new on PSVR. And so fun. But it's so fun. Oh, you played it? <laughs> oh yeah, my wife and I have played. What game? Yeah. It's, it's very good. Yeah, we'll tell the people who are listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'll never know. It's our secret. Yeah, in joke. Uh, VR, the Dyna Duo. Uh, and it's, 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 it goes along the lines of like your surgeon simulator and uh, what's the... There's like a store clerk one. You get to like run the... Yeah, it's like job simulator. Job simulator, that's it. Um, it's in, along the lines of there. It's a bit janky and it could be a bit more polished, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it is a bit janky. <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. I'll be, I've been working up a mean sweat on that headset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's pretty good. So basically the premise is, is the VR player is, is the chef of a burger diner serving robots. And then the, your co-op duo player, your co-op player is just watching on the TV screen and they are uh-huh. the waiter. And so they're shouting out orders to you and you have to okay. make the burgers in VR. So it's kind of like go. Overcooked, but VR. Yes, yes. Kind of, yeah. The people will come in and you'll get there. You'll start getting their drink orders while you're shouting out the order for, for the, you know, for the sandwich. Yeah. And, oh, it's so much fun. I get multiple people in there asking for different things and. Yeah, and they get it's more and more complicated. We're like we're up yeah. to like level 17, 18, and it's starting to get really, oh, really messy. Like the, the <laughs> it's like who would order this? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a robot, I guess. Yeah, and they eat it through the stomach, which is pretty funny. But the mu- <laughs> yeah, it just like shoves it right in. The music's just real. Mainline like, it. Yeah, the music's really good. Um, it's quite. It's like a funky. You can, you can actually take out the tapes. It's got mix tapes up on the yeah. counter, and as the chef, you can change them. And I just found myself like wiggling my butt to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a video of that on your channel? Yes, yes there is. <laughs> okay. Um, that, we need video proof for science. It is up there. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm surprised how much fun it was, and I think that comes in that you can share it with someone who's outside of VR, and I think yeah. that's what where its charm is. is There's yeah. all these other games, like, yeah, they're fun, but you're kind of trapped in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, that, that's yeah. what makes um, uh, st- uh, what is it? Don't Stop Talking or Everyone Explodes or something like that. What's it called? Yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah. think that's right. Keep talk, yeah, keep that one. Talking and- keep talking. And yeah, that, yeah no that's the moves. one. Keep talking and no one explodes. Um, because you've got one person in VR uh, who is able to see the bomb and manipulate it and, and shout out what's on it. And you have the other pe- person or people, you know, scouring the manuals, trying to figure out, you know, how to defuse the bomb. That's a game that my wife and I love to play. We have a couple people over every now and then to play just that. And uh, it's just a blast because it's like, it's just like a race. I mean, the person's like, oh, there's stuff going off. There's like, there's like four wires. You get the red one. And you have to shout out, like, oh, on the side of the box, is, it, is there a blinking red LED? And they're like, no, I can't find it. I can't find it. And then it just like, explodes. And when you're in VR, it's so yeah. crazy because like alarms will be going off and like people will be like banging on the door and like you feel like you're in there. And, ugh, it just adds to the anxiety of the moment. You have to see if that's on. I think something like that's on PlayStation VR. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's a fun, fun game. The with PlayStation VR, I don't know if you know, like they did it with the, just the eye. They had like the playroom. It's like augmented reality with the PlayStation Eye. They've had it for a while. Oh, interesting. The original, the original uh, PlayStation Eye, but that it's free, and they did one for VR, 
and I, it, that's fun with the kids because it's a similar concept. It's little party games where one person's in his VR, and then the kids are like on controllers. Um, and it, there's one that you got to catch ghosts, and in VR you can't see the ghosts, but you've got the you can look around and you have the gun that shoots to catch the ghosts, like Ghostbusters. But the, oh, the nice. kids on the TV are watching and can see where the ghosts are. And I did it with my daughter and Odin, maybe like a yeah, good year ago now. And it was just like, well, Aria was just like, over there. It's like, that's not helpful. <laughs> You're helping us. <laughs> I can't see what you can see. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, you got to work on descript- describing things well if you're doing games like this. Um, yeah. But yeah, these, these party games are fun. Um, so yeah, VR, VR the Diner Duo. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, if you've got VR, give it a go. It's, yeah, it is yeah, a lot of fun. Fun little goofy game. And I don't goofy know if you game. played the... There's like expansions to it, which are on the PlayStation 1. I don't know if that was on the one you what? played. Yeah, there's like a cupcake version, which is like a duck decks out the duck. Oh, really? And it's all like pink and like cute, and you just serving different oh, types of funny. cupcakes. <laughs> Um, awesome. and, and there's also a hard mode winter special where um, snowmen come in, and <laughs> um, and uh, all the all the recipes for burgers are like Christmas themed shapes. So oh, like, nice! So like it, instead of calling out a number for the order, you call out like it's a Christmas present. They want a Christmas present. Yeah, <laughs> um, nice. yeah. that okay. sounds fun. Uh, Sweet, nice. And can I keep talking about games I played? <laughs> yeah, keep going, man. You're on a roll. Um. I picked up Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Has anyone talked about that on here? No. It's a good game. I suck at it. I'm really, really bad at it. <laughs> um, I'm getting better. Um, but if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, it, this is it's worth playing. Like I'm not a um, like you, Bling. I'm not. I'm not really a fighting game person. Mm-hmm. Tekken Tag was like, and Tekken Three were like the last real fighting games I played. Yeah. But I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, so. It looks and feels like you'd want it to be and to, <laughs> if you like Dragon Ball Z. Because I've played mm-hmm. a few other Dragon Ball fighting games, and they tend to be really complicated to do the, some of the super moves. Right. But like, if you like Goku and you like Dragon Ball Z, all you want to do is a Kamehameha. Like, and it's like <laughs> it's a half turn and one button to do a super move. Nice. Oh, that's nice. But it's super accessible, and it's got like. Uh, and smart combos and stuff so you mm-hmm. can just you can just literally push one button three to four times and it does yeah. a combo yeah um so it's not as complicated as some of these other fighters so it's easy yeah. to pick up but it's quite hard to master and odin just thrashes me at it because he just button bashes and <laughs> yeah i suck uh <laughs> but <laughs> i have learned and a friend um who's on lds gamers he, he lives locally he's an american guy but w- working here in New Zealand, uh, in my ward, um, he actually CJ Stormblast has been playing some, I think Destiny with him a while back. Um, he he came over and we played, and he thrashed me. And then he came like just the other day, and I've learned a bit more, and I actually destroyed him because <laughs> I've learned nice. how to let you win. Nah, I've learned how to comp- <laughs> I've learned how to counter <laughs> and, and re- recovery. I did the two. He's like, oh, it was super awkward last time. I'll just let him win this time. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did say that he did that, but he denied it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it looks amazing. Like it's really well made, uh, and the story—it's got a cool story arc. But unlike Injustice, there is a lot of talking. Uh, oh, really? So nice. yeah, there's a lot of like dialogue in between. Uh, That's a PS exclusive, isn't it? 
No, I think it's on both. Yeah, it's on. It's on Xbox. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, shows you how much I know about games. Exactly. Sorry. Well, are you a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> fan? I'm not. I never. You know, that was not something I ever got into. So it's another thing I need to do. Missed. Oh, there's a lot to watch, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, catching up to do. Well, actually, those who participate in LDS um, Secret Center. Uh, have been doing me right because I think two years in a row I've got Dragon Ball Z themed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right. So last nice. year I got, uh, I think it was Piccolo and a Goku pop final from memory. And this year I got a Dragon Ball Z mug and I got a My Hero Academy pop final from, I think. So it's a bit of a. Well, I think it helps that the only thing on your list is are Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving them credit. Come on. <laughs> awesome. So you've been playing our title discussion game yep. a little bit yep i have that's monster hunter and we'll talk a little bit about it this time i really want it on the loose on here because i know he's been playing it like a ton i've but done 70 hours so does that count as a ton that's that that does count as a ton yeah that really does don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> well you just told everyone oh, so dang it. all those thousands of people that listen to our podcast <laughs> would you want me to talk about it now or we're going to save it till later uh, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it for just a little bit. Let's just run through quickly our LDSG community update. It's only been two weeks. We've gained another, like, probably about 30 people in the LDSG Discord server. Um, right before the podcast, I checked our numbers, and we were had about 440-ish online members, oh, concurrent good. users. That's pretty good. We've come a long way. Uh, our Steam group, our yeah, our LDS Gamer Steam group is up past 1,000 members. Our Xbox Club is cruising on past 1,000. We're at 1,039. I wasn't able to get our PlayStation numbers because my password wasn't working. Uh, we, we need we need to get some more PlayStation like representation in the Elder Gamers podcast. No, we don't. I think there was a lot <laughs> there was a lot of PlayStation um, bashing last pa- last podcast. Why? Hold on, let me just. Feel- I don't know, man. I had a chance to listen to the last one, but. Well, yeah, it was a lot of PlayStation bashing. <laughs> cool. And On The Loose was all by himself. I'm, I'm all about Sony. I've got the Xbox. I'm willing and I'm freely um, capable of bashing the Xbox. So <laughs> yeah, your, no, your Xbox is the, basically the a The criticism <laughs> is fully warranted. Oh, what, yeah. what is it this time? Xbox, Xbox has come back a little bit in the last few months with Xbox One X, but still, you know, in, in terms of games... PlayStation is by far the better console. Exactly. And let the flame wars begin. Exactly. But I play Halo, so I, I'm, on Xbox. <laughs> I'm on Xbox. But then they ruined Halo with the stupid rig packs. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> really don't. I actually don't mind it. I have a lot of fun in the. Um, I can't even remember the game mode. It's Warzone. Yeah, War uh, Warzone. Assault. I really like Warzone Assault. Yeah, Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, We we do. We talked about it last time about uh, the changing of the guard for the top ten videos, and we actually have two completed. So they'll be coming out shortly. Nice. Which is nice. Yeah. And Bling, did you want to talk about the SRB stuff? Oh yeah. So. there's been a lot of hubbub recently uh, about microtransactions in games and needing some kind of regulation on it. Um, 
different states and countries have been talking about classifying games with microtransaction as having gambling in them and needing to be regulated that way and limiting them to 18 plus, uh, things like that. And the ESRB has not said anything about it. Uh, and people are saying, you know, you need to get on top of this. Otherwise the government will step in and start putting on regulations and they don't really understand gaming. Um, but -hmm. just a week ago, ESRB came out and they said they are going to start flagging games, uh, with any type of in-game purchases or additional purchases beyond the the retail game. So basically every game. Every um, game. <laughs> and so if a game has DLC, if it has a season pass, if it has microtransactions, whether they're cosmetic or pay to win, um, if it has features to uh, remove ads, um, pay to remove ads, those will all be flagged as having in-game purchases. Kind of like you see on the Google Play Store. I'm assuming the the Apple, the Apple store, yeah. uh, App Store has something similar. And, and they've had it for, seems like, a couple of years. But ESRB is just behind on this. But good to see they're finally doing something about that. Uh, and, you know, that'll go a long way at, with helping parents. Um, but are they then, doing something about it? It kind of almost sounds like, yeah, like you said, every game has some kind of purchase. So if they flag right. them all, then it's just none of flag. Sure. Uh, so an, another thing they're doing along with that is they, and whether this is actually doing something or not, <laughs> but they they launched a a website for parents, um, esrb.org slash parental tools, um, and it has a lot of really good information on here resources for parents to you know find out how to set parental controls on their their kids game consoles and learn more about you know what the different ratings mean what different in-game purchases are and how to make sure they're controlling what what's happening with with those cuz there are lots of stories about kids who rack up a $10,000 credit card bill oh, for yeah. their parents from you know, whatever packs uh, in the game they're playing. Um, and, and I think, you know, people kind of just have to come to accept that games don't cost $60 anymore. And, yeah. you know, th- they've been $60 since Xbox 360, PS3 generation. And games have gotten exponentially more expensive to make. Um, you know, the the size of studios has ballooned and uh games cost a lot more to make so to to make up that margin either they're going to need to include microtransactions or dlc and and uh i I think you know i'm okay with those being in there um and if i don't like it then i don't buy the game um you know obviously with microtransactions I I don't think it should ever be a pay to want pay to win situation. Um, but if the microtransactions are all cosmetic or, you know, if, if the DLC isn't core to the, the main experience of the game, um, you know, I'm okay with them implementing those into games, but what are your thoughts on, on that with microtransactions, DLC? 
Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm going to come down a little harder on it. It's because I think it's, I disagree that they can actually make profit with a $60 game. Um, we don't necessarily, it's, Hellblade is a perfect example of a studio that spent a lot of money making a very good game and made profit without, and they sold it at under market rates, like the under the $60 value because it was a shorter experience and they made profit within three months. Um, yeah. So are you suggesting that, you know, instead of having like a full blown, like huge campaign, maybe just make the games shorter um, instead of having DLC and in-game in-game transactions to be honest a lot of cases in these big big triple a games because they were trying to make a you know a, a mid-ground a game that wasn't indie they set out from the beginning they were very clear about this yeah. we're trying to make a game that's independent we don't we're not going to be we'll self-publish um mm-hmm. but we want it to look and feel and have the quality of a triple a game yeah and as far as I'm, i don't know if you've played hellblade but it, it is a phenomenal masterpiece of what they've achieved it visually uh, audio everything is phenomenal um i honestly think unfortunately that these companies are companies and there are shareholders and there are profit margins that they want to achieve and as a lot of gamers we like to view games as an art form but unfortunately it's a business um so i agree they should be able to make money and if a game does cost more than six and if it needs to Cost, they need to generate more income. I'm happy to support them with with microtransactions that, as you as Bling you said, uh, cosmetic. Mm-hmm. But th- yeah, like there is a lot of greed. I don't. I can't stand if there's gambling in a game. If there's any kind of loot box gambling, right? That it's if it's random. It it just I've got no time for it because it's it's predatory. They yeah they they they're targeting and they have psychologists working with these dev teams to create yep. um addiction um mm-hmm. so it, that, that's the problem we, we start on one point and it's just a slippery slope and we're getting to the point yeah. of battle for, battlefront 2 um yeah well i i mean i i'm a pretty avid fifa player and i don't think it gets much worse honestly well, than, than it is in fifa um and and really fifa was the first triple you know, mm-hmm. A console game that brought this pay to win mobile uh microtransaction to a, a console game and people actually accept it. And in the first iteration, it was it's even worse than it is now, where the the first I think it was FIFA oh eight or oh nine where they launched Ultimate Team. Initially it was DLC. So you had to pay for DLC to get ultimate team and then buy packs in ultimate team with real money. Oh, wow. And you know, now would ultimate been, team is pushed back. in. Yeah. They're being pushed back for, from that. And they, and that's the problem with studios with, there's a pushback from the communities like gamers and stuff. Yeah. But then over time, they just one little thing at they a get time. used to it. Yeah. yeah. And so we start accepting, Oh, it's fine. Cause it's just, it's just commit cosmetic. I actually have a real tight bit a hard time with Overwatch because mm-hmm. it's yes it is cosmetic but it's random. If yeah. they want if they yeah. need to make and they don't Blizzard don't need to make more money off that sixty dollar game. <laughs> and I would say FIFA they don't need to make more, they're making plenty of money off that sixty dollar game. Mm. Um, but with yeah. Blizzard like sure. if they want to make it if they need to make extra money 
sell those skins yeah sure you know two bucks per skin fine it's the right. random of it yeah, yeah. Um, and we had this i had this conversation it was a few months back now i don't say sometime last year where you know we were having this discussion in discord about whether or not it was gambling because i was like you know i'm starting to realize that there's some addictive behavior that i see in myself with some of these games i mean you guys know my my trip down the rec pack lane i mean yeah. i was just like oh, a couple bucks here a couple bucks there like oh this is fun i got i got almost all this stuff collected you know right. and then they came out with every new season or whatever there's new stuff in the rec pack so you had to go either play the game or buy them and it was just like it's this vicious cycle so let's just call it what it is i mean this is absolute gambling and i think people are are getting to the point now where they can comfortably call it that because they didn't want to call it especially in the ldsg community we didn't want to call it gambling because right. we're completely against gambling yeah but that's 100 what it is yeah. it's random right. you, you it's something that you attach a psychological value to just as you would money and you're throwing money at it to get more of it and it's, so yeah um, yeah, it's, it's it's gambling. I don't know if you heard uh, Hawaii. They 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 actually put a lawsuit. I think was like against EA for uh, about Battlefront two. Hmm. And oh, I don't doubt it. More recently, they have actually issued a law saying that any game that has um, uh, random loot boxes, so aka in their eyes a form of a form of gambling, uh, only can be sold to people older than twenty one. And that that supersedes the the age rating that comes with the game, mm. so wow. that's above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, so that's the state of Hawaii. Yeah, I I think at at the very least they need to publish what the odds are for getting you know the the most rare items. They they need to be more transparent about so so people can understand. Uh, wow, you know, I, I have a half a percent chance of getting the item I want to get and I'm going to need to open X hundred yeah. number of boxes before I get can expect to get something worthwhile. Yeah, well, and even then, I mean, they they announce, you know, for they announce odds for the lottery now. I mean, for that Monopoly game. Sure, and sure. They, they, they tell you the odds right, right, right off the bat. Because they have you know, to. Because they're, right, they're legally they have to, but yeah, they yeah. yeah they should do that. I mean, they kind of get around that right now by saying, "Oh, this is an ultra rare, this is a legendary," you know. And I guess you know you think like, "Oh, this must be more rare," but I mean, who really knows? I mean, I was, you know, you go th especially take Halo for example, Halo Five. You know, you get these legendary things, and you open rec packs, and you're you're guaranteed legendaries. You know, they're not rare. They're yeah. you know they may say that oh they're legendary, you know, they're super rare, but no, they're not. You just open the right pack, and they're in there. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's such a, it gets so so messy so quick, and it can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. And and look at um, Monster Hunter, which we'll be talking about a bit more soon. <laughs> yeah. um, In a positive light, if we will. <laughs> well, that's that's the best selling Capcom game. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah ever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I've got a lot of, as I said, I mentioned earlier, some of these Monster Hunter people. Uh, I know I said it before the podcast. I've, I'm new to Monster Hunter. This is the first Monster Hunter I've played, and I've been introduced to a, a community of of avid Monster Hunter people. And they're at the start, they're a little bit salty that the game was going, you know, console and multi-platform. They kind of want it. Mm -hmm. They like it as exclusive, um, but it proves that there is. You get it out to the people. A game mm -hmm. should sell. Um, a game that's bad shouldn't make profit like yeah 
make better games and people will it will make profit because more people will buy them um that's yeah it's any other product in the world that's how it works you must make a loss if you have a crappy product (laughs) but yeah yeah but i I think there's an argument to be made for especially online games you know you get those initial sales early on like rocket league for example it's a 20 dollar game people everyone on playstation got it for free at the beginning everyone Mm -hmm. else bought it for 20 dollars and you know unless they have dlc or microtransactions how how are they supposed to pay to maintain their servers and keep everything going on the back end um that, that's where i'm okay long, with microtransactions yeah yeah i that's where i'm okay with it because that's right. their pricing plan they price it cheap you get something for your money and you're like okay i'm i want to support this cool game because i love it and that's what right. people do with rocket league yeah. People don't seem to be uh, people I know don't seem to be addicted to buying all the cars. They buy the ones they want. Um, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. not random. You're not spending five bucks to maybe get the Batmobile. Well, uh, you do have that because because <laughs> you have the crates and then you have to buy keys to open them. And oh, is that you? The, okay, that's dumb. The, that. So there are DLC cars that you can just buy outright, and it costs two dollars for a yeah, DLC yeah. car. Um, but then you also have you can buy keys to open crates and crates will have skins but they'll also have cars and wheels and different okay, things okay that's in there. that's new so i haven't played it for a while last time i played it was just you got stuff by playing the game every you know you yeah. have points you every every match you kind of get rewarded with some new skin or something right yeah i mean it's still there but they've dropped the <laughs> they've dropped like the uh the rate at which that stuff drops now which is uh, okay so crappy that's, but see that whatever. that's where i I'd, I'd be annoyed and i'd stop playing the game to be honest if i was yeah. still playing well and it used to be that you would get crates like crazy but now you seldomly get crates but then you still have to pay money to open the crates which is uh, and PUBG does that like you can get crates by playing that's a bad but game. you have to pay like 250 to open the crate two dollars fifty cents to open the crate that's wow. the only the only thing and the thing is is that like you can you can sell the stuff in PUBG for real money. Yeah, that's when I... Yeah, like, really I, I don't know how you can make an argument that that's not gambling. Because yeah. you can actually, theoretically, make a profit if you're lucky. Well, uh, I, I I did that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's on the loose! Oh, whoa! 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 Oh, my gosh! Folks. Look out! Oh, I'm a ninja! Welcome uh, to the podcast. Uh, yeah, I was totally on the loose. here the whole time. <laughs> Um, say something to to wind you up (laughs) (laughs) we had to get him angry enough oh yeah welcome uh, to the podcast anyways thank you yeah yeah PUBG. um interesting (laughs) thing so remember a long time ago they had like special specialized game crate right Mm -hmm. yes so like sparking a gambling and all that with all that stuff like i i held on to those crates for a while like a good like three four five months after and you could sell a crate for like eight bucks that i earned for free but then um, what you could do is, you know, you pay the 250 for a key, which I did. I had a couple like Steam bucks. I was like, OK, I'll pay. And I got like a $30 item out of it. So I was like, sweet. So I sold that and bought more keys. So like it, I don't know. It's it's not only like gambling that's an issue with it. But the other issue I kind of have is like, well, if uh, issue slash not issue, because I got like 130, 140 bucks out of that and bought a ton of games. <laughs> so like, 
But like, of course, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. But like, I knew right. whatever I got was worth more than the key that I spent to get it. Sure. And was worth more than. So like, it's it's also just like timing and like, I don't know, it's semi like semi business minded, but it sounds like dirty business, even though I made money and <laughs> bought a bunch of games. I don't want to complain about it because like I made money. But, dirty business. But, um, that's what we like. If you think about it, um, Counter Strike has been doing that for years. Yeah. Oh yeah, years. Absolutely. And there's some skins that go for like over what? Like there's some skins that are over twenty thousand dollars. Like no joke yeah. for yeah. in game yeah, I mean, skin. PUBG's getting there though. PUBG's getting there. Like there's stuff that's well over a thousand, two thousand dollars in At PUBG. At least after it's random, people actually it's an open transaction. People are choosing to buy it. You're not forcing them to, right. mm-hmm. to buy it. At least that's the case. But Again, like, how can you say the developers of PUBG haven't made enough money? Like, what is what does that yeah. game sell for? Twenty dollars? I think it's thirty actually. More than that, 30. yeah. And they've sold over twenty million units. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And that yeah, game is set. rubbish. It runs like a PS2 game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like true. they have not spent any money on making that game. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a mod to begin with. I mean, it was an Arma Three mod. So, I mean, it was like they didn't have to pay for the original development of the game to begin with. Yeah, they had, like, their whole test period with Arma 3, and then they're like, <laughs> okay, let's make our own thing out of Unity. Didn't they, yeah, they used Unity to make all that, didn't they? I think so, yeah. It's just, like, to be fair, I've only played on the Xbox. And oh, yeah, so you totally well, yeah. get the terrible experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I understand it's so much it's better, better on PC, PC but, but still. Yeah, I was very disappointed when I played PUBG, because all the hype everyone talking about, and I played it, and I was like, yeah. I think another reason why a thought just came to me. Another reason they don't call it gambling or something is like, you know, with gambling, you're spending money and to possibly win or lose money. Okay. But with this, but then like that's your end result. That's the end result. That's all that can happen. But with this, it's like you buy a crate, you know, buy a key. It's still random. But from there, it isn't like I can't just go online and sell my money to other people. It's I sell a a product or an item to other people. You kind of get what I'm saying? I don't yeah, it's and like, yeah, the the other argument is you always win something. It's yeah. probably not going to be what you want, but you're you do get something. You you don't. Yeah, it isn't like a crate opens that. and it's like you got air. It's not a it's not a slot <laughs> machine where you you put in a quarter and you could win a thousand dollars or you could get nothing. Yeah, it's you know? more like that game where you put the quarters in and you may get one quarter or a lot of quarters <laughs> right yeah <laughs> or you get candy the candy machines is that gambling because you do, sometimes you get 10 pieces sometimes you get eight you know like that's right that's right <laughs> what, everybody's a winner but at the end we're all we're losers, all losers. <laughs> except for the guy who that's owns the candy machine <laughs> exactly i think we just figured it out <laughs> See, the sad thing well, is, though, we all play games because we like the action, we like the story, we like the experience. And, and right. the worst thing about all this is this this is all that's talked about now in gaming is how much yeah, we hate loot crates true. or how they should and shouldn't be. Or, and it's not why we all come to games. We come to games because of the experience. And that's yeah, the yeah. biggest takeaway from all this for me is that it just ruins the experience. Like mm-hmm. um, Shadow, Shadows of War fantastic mm-hmm. game plays really well looks great a lot of fun completely undermines the story and the plot and the premise of the game because you can go buy orcs like <laughs> you, they have this engine that is supposed to generate random orcs and you know they're supposed to have character and personality but that means nothing if you just go buy one yeah like, yeah the whole 
yeah, like the whole nemesis system is undermined because of loot. These microtransactions that are forced on by publishers. I think that um, a lot of publishers don't understand how, like, to actually tantalize people anymore, actually have loot be distributed. Because if you look at certain games that have super long lifetime expectancy or like lifetime shelf time, whatever, is um games like you know you can think like I mean these are rated M but whatever it's uh like Borderlands, Borderlands Two, uh, Diablo, Skyrim, uh, Tor- Skyrim, Torchlight, like they all. The reason people play all this stuff is because there's so much progression you can do in that game. I mean, even Monster Hunters like that too. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it. Like I, I when I play games, like I like constant progression with like story or it can be like that's why everyone plays Skyrim because there's so many stories or like Fallout, so many stories or um, Borderlands. You get in that one rare loot thing that drops in a point zero one percent chance and you get it. and You show it to all your friends. You show the Internet, make everyone jealous and everyone falls in love with you. And it's great. But like a lot of games nowadays, they're just like, oh, OK, here's my game. It's pretty cool. And here's loot crates. <laughs> and well, you can buy them and we'll make more money off of you well that's the thing like as you say that these games have longevity all those names you've uh, mentioned all those games you mentioned do and we all like them as as people who play games and the publishers saying well they're playing my game for a long time but i'm not profiting from it it's true and that's where right. that's the cynical publisher side is they're saying we can do those same things but try and make more money off it and that's the sad reality of it yeah well it's it's also like i mean to make games now probably is more expensive than it used to be i mean oh absolutely so like that's, that's they have a huge overhead and then they still sell games for the same exact price now if they sold games for a higher price it'd be different but nobody wants to pay the higher price for these games i think i watched yeah. a whole huge youtube video about this recently actually yeah at the they same just want to be tricked into paying more exactly <laughs> at the same time though um more and more people are playing games more units are sold per game and so therefore the overheads get covered easier that's true if your game sells well you know there there are you know it used to be on the n64 you'd get one or two new games a month and now it's 20 30 40 games a <laughs> per month and you know there's so much competition out there obviously the the big studios, EA, Activision, they're going to get their games in front of you, you're going to know about And those are probably going to sell well because they can spend $50 million on marketing for those. But, you know, for for smaller studios, uh, they, they're having a harder time getting, getting their games in front of people. But that's the catch-22. It's these big studios are the culprits of the ones who are trying to make more money. The smaller studios aren't trying to charge us more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That's but I mean, they're charging less. The, yeah. yeah, but a lot of the smaller studios are still, you know, implementing microtransactions and things like that to try to make more money. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, not typically not for you know the, not the, the same way though. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah they're typically not as predatory yes. as as you know, EA, Activision blizzard i think the people that are kind of doing it right right now and you can see the success that they're having is um epic games with fortnite honestly because like they don't have loot boxes loot crates they just have you can buy these skins if you want these skins or these emotes you can buy them 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. It really is. Mm-hmm. And they're making stupid amounts of money. And also they have like the battle pass, which is ingenious too. It's like 10 bucks for a season, so it's like 3 months or whatever. And as you play the game, you level up and you get free emotes, free skins, and like free whatever you else you get from the battle pass and it's just for playing the game. So it's encouraging you to play their game more. To, and they actually they give you like money to buy more skins with that battle pass too. So you pay ten bucks and you already earn you can earn ten bucks from the first like fifty levels or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like okay, I can buy another battle pass or hey, I can buy this skin I wanted. It's like I don't know. It's it's yeah. they're doing you scratch our very back, good. We scratch yours. Zach, Warframe's the same. I haven't played it myself, but I've got a lot of my uh, Twitter friends play, and it's free to play the game has evolved and become something that's just huge and has hundreds of hours of gameplay and it's oh, yeah, completely it really free and you don't ever have to spend money if you don't want to. But a lot of people mm-hmm. do. They'll go spend 15 bucks because they've had so much fun with it. And yeah. it's and so they want to throw back to the studio and the studio's doing great. Like they're making money. They're able to, to keep developing the game they love and it's a rich, deep experience from what I've heard um, because mm-hmm. of that. Um, again, greed. Big these big studios mm-hmm. are just greedy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, let's keep rolling along here. Uh, sea of Thieves coming out March twentieth. If you have Game Pass, you get the game for free. How much is it's Xbox Game Pass? I think they're what are they saying thirty nine ninety nine? Is that what they're doing? Or is it a full blown uh, fifty nine? I don't know. I I assumed it was full price, but I don't know. Let's all mash on our keyboards yeah. and ask Google. I, I'm searching on my phone. <laughs> the sea of thieves is the one hey, of the Google. reasons I didn't trade how much my does Xbox. Thieves in. cost. Yeah, sixty bucks. Sorry, I don't know. Well, how, how much is that. the uh, battle? <laughs> <laughs> how much Thanks. is the uh, Game Pass though? Uh, it it's it's ten months? ten a month, but you can do a f- ten a month, uh, fourteen day free trial. So mm-hmm. when the game comes out, I'm gonna sign up for a trial, and then oh. if I like the game, I'll probably keep the game pass subscription oh. for a while uh, we've... super fun game mm-hmm. it really is uh we've been playing a lot of us in ldsg have been playing since the very first betas and uh we've had a blast i mean back then it was you know pretty vanilla i mean pretty pretty basic gameplay but we still had a lot of fun mm-hmm. um i have i actually haven't played any of the more recent betas just been too busy but i'm really looking forward um to march 20th so we'll have some fun Hopefully some fun, fun videos to put out. Mm-hmm. I think this game has a... I don't know. There's something different about Sea of Thieves because it's a game where there's no actual story. It's yeah. like make your own Just adventure. Just go be a pirate. <laughs> but I think like every game lately has been leading you through everything with story, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's It kind of gives me the old school feel of uh, like N64 again because it's made by Rare, of course. But, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I, I, I actually watched a video kind of about this too but they were talking about um just like how this could like make or break a lot of games depending on how successful it is because like it has no story it just doesn't doesn't hold your yeah. hand doesn't guide you do. it's just yeah it's the whole thing you're supposed to make fun with your friends like yeah. if this doesn't become successful it has a chance to hurt the industry because well why would anyone want to go do that still you know it's like it's a big huge name i don't know mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it too but I, I, yeah, it's so, a fun experience with friends. Play with friends. It's the only, it's the only exclusive Xbox I've got. 
Well, it's PC too. So I mean, well, okay, it's not even exclusive. We're just game. leaving out PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Xbox doesn't really have exclusives anymore. I I have no. It's all Xbox to play anywhere. I had no reason to get a Xbox One X because I can play it on my PC. I don't understand their their logic on there killing their own console. But well, right. you're still giving Microsoft money either way, so I don't think they really care whether or not you're buying their operating system or their Xbox, I don't know. I don't buy the operating You're system still giving them money. Because it doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One, March 29th. Who's who's using their movie pass to go to go watch I it? I am. <laughs> yep. I want to see that movie so bad. Maybe I can finally convince my wife to go see a movie with me. It's okay, Gus. You can convince me to see Hey, let's go see a let's movie. Let's just do it. Let's do it. We'll, just, we'll meet somewhere in the middle, yeah, like Oklahoma. That's not a bad somewhere. place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good flick. Mm-hmm. Good flick. All right, we are approaching our one hour mark. If we haven't already passed it, already, we're approaching it. But let's get in quickly to Monster Hunter. I'm gonna just start us off because I have the least amount of time in this game out of everyone here. I don't know, Bling. You haven't played it at I all, have, have you? No. No. Okay. Well. Then there's bling, um, but I have <laughs> I have played about two or three hours of the game, and I I haven't even left the t- the first tutorial. I spent about half of that time designing my character because I'm one of those people and designing my kitty cat, which in the game are called what Palico. Palico, that's it, right. It's a play so. on Calico, which is a type of cat, apparently. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I you know at first I was a little annoyed by every, like all of the like Palicos like discuss like the the things that they were saying like write mew and mm-hmm. like i love mew or whatever like play on their yeah, play on words there stuff. but it's now it's kind of endearing and i kind of <laughs> like it so what has your uh, initial take been on the game i know vader you have 70 hours into it yes and loose you probably have like 200 by now uh, i don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> So let me let's hear your initial thoughts on the game and what made you stick with it past that because it seems like there's like a pretty deep steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, like what what made you go past get past that point and what has been the things that have kept you playing? Who loose? Oh, okay. let's, let's do it. Oh, Sorry, I should have been more direct. <laughs> well, with any any new. I always recommend putting minimum 10 hours into the game before actually making a judgment on it because there is a very steep learning curve. Cause, but the other kind of cool part about this Monster Hunter is this one's actually really unique compared to the series because this one actually has a story. None of the other ones did, let alone the story is really honestly not that good or well done. But if you ask any like <laughs> super Monster Hunter fan, they're like, there's a story. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? Everyone's like, it's not good, but it's a story. <laughs> but the story actually allows and helps new players. Because like most of the time in other Monster Hunters, it was literally just like, all right, um, I'm going to go kill this big monster. And I hope it has the item I'm looking for. And if it doesn't, then I got to go find a different big monster and kill that one. And hope it has the item I'm looking for. So it was a, lo- a huge process of that. And um, this game actually has a lot more um, nice things about it for instance there's a hunter guidebook which as you kill monsters and get their tracks and whatever else they leave behind you learn more and more about the monster and it tells you what parts you can break to get certain items whereas other games they did not do that so you always had to be next to your computer (laughs) with wiki open being like where do i get this thing where do i get this thing (laughs) yeah 
So that's always fun. But there, okay, so there is a big learning. Like, because at first there's like, okay, here, here's 13 weapons. Pick one. You're like, oh, there's so many. I don't yeah. know what to pick. And why is this sword that's so big? And why is that sword so little? <laughs> why does this sword have a gun? <laughs> and why does this one transform? You know, it's just, it's a big thing yeah. of, I have no idea what pick because there's so many different items but like once you kind of play with them a little bit be like okay what style do i personally like do i want to hit a monster a million times a second or do i want to just hit them once and do like critical damage and make him explode from the inside you know it's like you gotta decide what style you like and then from there it starts getting a little more interesting because there after that you start discovering okay these monsters have weaknesses and depending on what weapon i get i can get those weaknesses you know i can attack him and do more critical damage but this, so it's not like advantageous to like get really good with one type of weapon well you have to kind of you can actually you can get good with the like um one type but you can actually make different elements of that type so like let's oh, just say so you have the really big sword well it's not even you can augment them way later that's that's another crazy subject oh I'm gosh just barely getting what into have we opened i'm 200 hours in and i'm barely <laughs> getting into it okay <laughs> wow so there, um, yeah, there's different branches or trees, I guess you could say, that allow you to have different elements on your weapon, different strengths and weaknesses to it and things like that. Um, all the armor has same thing kind of like that. Armor sets have like bonuses for equipping the whole set. Like you could have longer evasion. So when you roll, you have less chance of getting hit. Um, you have some that are like build your stamina back faster so you can swing your weapon more. Um mm just like there's so many bonuses so if you're like super into games where you can customize literally every detail then you should love this and plus you get nice. to use outrageously large weapons on outrageously large monsters like <laughs> like what's what's not fun about <laughs> i think the thing that i like most about it though is um i like being able to customize like every detail like i was saying but like it goes even above and beyond that. Like I'm just barely getting into this augmentation where it's like, okay, I have this weapon and it has more augment slots than I have for these gems. And it's like, what do I put in it? What does this do? How does this combo work? And like the person to really talk to is, uh, I can never say his name because it's hard. Saipa. Uh, yeah, Saipa. He's uh, he plays on Xbox cause you know, he doesn't have a better system. So <laughs> well, it's a system that everyone else plays on more often. Let me just say that for monster. <laughs> Like there's always someone playing Monster Hunter in the in the in the PlayStation. Oh. The game plays beautifully on an Xbox One X. I will yeah, say that. Yeah. I, I believe it. I believe it. It's just I'm on PlayStation. You know, mess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's kind of cool. I've had like a little community, and I've been playing. I've been playing a lot with like certain guys at different games with them now, and it just like I don't know. It was just that helped me out a lot to get past kind of my first probably fifty some odd hours. And then after that, it's like, we're all like, okay, how can we work together to make builds to kill the certain monster type? And there's still some monsters I'm afraid of, even though I put 200 hours in. It's just because like, like it doesn't matter what I do, I get one shot. Like, it's oh. like, unless you're really paying attention. So that's like kind of the fun thing is there's always a challenge. Like, it's not just like, oh, okay, I made this certain weapon and I got this certain armor and it's all the ultimate stuff. And I just swing my blade and the whole level explodes, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's still challenging. It's still kind of like people always compare it to uh, Dark Souls because everyone wants to compare games to Dark Souls for some reason. <laughs> it's, not like it's not like Dark Souls. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> the only thing that's like Dark Souls is you roll. <laughs> and the only issue the with monsters, yeah. <laughs> but the cool part about 
Dark Souls, you roll, you dodge things. You roll in this game, it still hits. The hitboxes so like... in this are terrible. I, one thing I will say, the hitboxes yeah. are awful in this. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like six feet away of some guy, and all of a sudden I get hit. I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. salty a few times. <laughs> oh boy, I know the feeling. I hate Kieran. Anyways, that's my worst. That's a, it's an electric horse. And this electric horse can one-shot you, and he's not nice. And you can ask anyone I play with, I will not fight that monster unless there's, like, two people that have to do that quest. Like I did, there was an event quite early on on the release, I did that solo, which against two Karens. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was, yeah, 40, 40 I think I had two, three minutes spare, like 47 <laughs> minutes. Uh, it wasn't fun. But, no. Yeah. So what's Vader? What's been what's been your biggest draw into the game? I mean, I know you put in quite a bit of time, but well, what's, I, what have you really enjoyed about it? I had to like it because I bought the <laughs> the pro bundle, <laughs> <laughs> the, the deluxe. Yeah. Um, no, I do like it. I played the beta at uh, PAX Australia, um, and I really liked it. Uh, I've always wanted to kind of get into Monster Hunter, as as you said, Luce. Um, there is a crossover with people who like monster hunter and dark souls a lot of monster hunter mm -hmm. people uh found that they got their their monster hunter killing big monster itch scratched when they when they found dark souls so yeah um been wanting to get into it but never have and so this one was a good more accessible one because it's on a console that i have right um it plays it's it looks really good like it's just a really fun world um it kind of pulled me in i've done pretty much the whole campaign solo like i prefer to do the story solo and i actually kind of because hmm. i found that if i was just i did one or two levels with some monster hunter pros and i didn't enjoy i found i really disliked the game when i was playing with them Are they just like rushing through everything yeah or? yeah yeah and that's not i do actually really like playing with people because I was playing with a mate and my brother, and at one point I was like, this is like Destiny, but better. <laughs> um, <laughs> having that online... Less space magic. Uh, yeah, like, it's more that social thing. So I do really like playing with people and going on random hunts, but the story, I always stick to Drain Do It solo, um, because I like the challenge, because I, like, mm. I guess that's where it comes into Dark Souls. There is a challenge to it, and I, I guess I like that. Or maybe I just like punishing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is really fun with other people just doing hunts and I don't mind the grind. I don't call it the grind because I hate grindy games, but it's, mm. it's fine when you're just doing a fun hunt with a friend. Um, and I get way into it. And as I say, you come across some pretty funny times, like you'll be hunting one dragon and another dragon will turn up and then you just see everyone in your squad just turn and run. It's quite funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's quite amusing. Um, I've fallen in love with it and out of love with it and back in love with it a few times. Uh, I You get to high rank and that's where the main story kind of comes to conclusion, but it does continue. But you, most people seem to have dropped off at this point from what I can tell. You get to like the mm. main campaign. And, but it, and I can see why, because I got really mad at the game because basically all you've built up towards now becomes pointless because everything right. just gets hard again and you have to start killing the same monsters that you've, you were at the start of the game to recreate new armor 
because mm. monsters start dropping better gear and better parts and so i didn't like how you basically get reset you play 40 hours oh, sure. and then you get completely reset to being completely useless again and have to then restart searching for the monsters to fight them again but a harder version of the same monster um so that put me off a little bit but i got through the initial grind of that i'm kind of back into it um the main thing i i caught with odin my son um i that's a lot of fun um being able to play with him oh yeah so that's how i've got 70 hours was because you know like 20 of them is helping him get through levels and do you, uh, is it like split screen? Can you do split screen? No, no, we have two. Or do you guys have two? Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. when I got the pro. That's one of the reasons I got the pro is so we can start doing oh, videos without right. having to do split screen. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know. It's cool. it is really good. Uh, it's lots of fun. It is a little complicated, like all the different mm. things. I, like a tip to people yeah. who are coming into it and you who are still picking it up, actually talk to all the people on in the hub because okay. i kind of got bored talking to people but like they actually do give you some good rewards and ability and, and actually unlock tools and abilities by talking to little exclamation mark people mm -hmm. okay um, that's good to know that's where i'm at now is in that beginning area that yeah hub, yeah um it's it's i'm, I'm using dual blades loose what do you use what's your weapon oh i uh i switch off between a couple weapons because that's just my weird personality but i use the insect glaive the bow and the lance and the I don't know but the coolest thing about the lance I just gotta say this is you can like I think I think Dallin he's a guy I play one of the guys in the LHE I play with I think he hates me because you can do this charge move where you just start bolting and like running at so you're like full on charging yeah, yeah. with a lance and shield at the enemy but you can plow over your teammates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so sometimes running from you know chasing a monster running area to area I'm all like look out I'm just like charging <laughs> through and running <laughs> over everybody and, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird kind of how they you don't damage each other, but you can stun mm -hmm. each other, to, and that's oh yeah, that's a bit weird when you hit each other. Um, well, yeah, especially with like a small monster. Like I play with some dual blade users, and like yes. they were fighting some small monster. I'm just like, oh, he's hitting me. Oh, my buddy's hitting me. I can't do anything. Oh, he's still hitting me. How does this combo keep going on forever? <laughs> yes, and that's 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 my problem. Um, and my brother's uh, he uses the bow, and there's an ability where it drops like a whole bunch of spiky balls, mm -hmm. and he just keeps doing it on my head, like, and it just unlocks me, <laughs> and I can't do anything. It's not it's not on purpose on my head, but I'm standing next to because that's how yeah. I do damage. I stand under the monster and hit it where the sun don't shine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I do all my damage. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a dual blade. I really like the dual blades. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Uh, a tip for people who are getting into it, I haven't really watched much of, much of the videos, but every Monster Hunter fan recommends him as the Gaijin Hunter. He's a Monster Hunter pro, and he has videos on weapon types, and most of the weapons have hidden abilities and combos that you might not know about. So if you want pick a pick a weapon and go check out his um his videos gaijin hunter on youtube gaijin hunter mm -hmm. okay um nice. I, I i had a friend a twitter friend who was bouncing off the game and it's because he chose the glaive and he he liked because he liked the look of it he thought it looked cool and it was a cool kind of different weapon that you wouldn't get in another game mm -hmm. and he wasn't doing any damage but he didn't know that you had to send the insect out to yeah um to be able to actually do critical damage on the enemy yeah so he 
didn't understand how it worked because the game doesn't quite tell you. No, not at all. Uh, And so he was bouncing off it, thinking this game's just ridiculous. I'm doing one or two damage per hit. I don't know what's going on. And then I sent him to the Gaijin Hunter. He chose a new weapon, and he just way into the game now. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. um, Yeah. And a a quick thought about the grind of the game, just real quick. Everyone says it's really grindy, but the thing I like about the grind of it is you know exactly where to get the items you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, like yep. it, it's not even like, oh man, you know, I hope I get it this time. It's like, okay, if I don't get it this time, I'll probably get it next time. Or if I do the certain quest with these special rewards, I'll probably get yes. this item. It's not like other games where it's like, you know, oh, I killed the boss. Well, I didn't get the item. Reset. will do it yeah, again. Reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Twenty resets later. Well, that's exactly it. Like, it's a good point you brought up. There's multiple ways of doing hunts. You can hunt the the monster in the main event, what, or or you uh, once you see the monster, they generally become you can get a optional hunt for them, and then you also can get investigations and other ones to do if you really want to grind because you, as as you mentioned, Lucy, you get rewards mm-hmm. uh, for for doing the, the that quest, and so those rewards tend to be some of the rarer items as well. Yeah, investigations are the way to go if you're trying to build a new set or something or build new items or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and another tip that I picked up on pretty quick, a lot of people were getting caught up in collecting all the armor for all the monsters, and they mm-hmm. were burning out, and kind of like, this is just getting too too much clicking all this stuff. You basically just want to choose an armor set that you like the look of <laughs> to start off with. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and only make a new set when that armor becomes like quite useless, and you're, you're getting uh, one shot, or you're starting to get damage too easily. So you kind of want to jump ranks of armor you don't want to be making multiple especially early game. Oh, that makes sense later game you start needing making more because you want to have the elemental support and the defense but early game you just kind of want to yeah just you because know, yeah you can easily get caught up in the grind and if you're enjoying it fine but i know people burn out from that that makes sense well that's cool well that's monster hunter so we have a ton of, i know we have a ton of guys and I don't know. I don't. I don't know how many LESG ladies we have playing Monster Hunter, but I know there's a ton of guys playing Monster Hunter right now on on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I, I there's like just in my friends list alone on Xbox, there's 70 people playing Monster Hunter. Um, so there's a ton of people in LESG playing it. So Heck. seems like a cool game so far. I've only got like 10 friends. <laughs> you can have you can have some of mine. What are friends? Talk to me anyway. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and uh, take this out. Did we have any plugs anybody wanted to do? I know Bling, you might have had one. Uh, sure. Oh, I do have one on there. I totally <laughs> that, Surprise! That's from, that's from uh, our last podcast. When we, oh, was it from last? Oh, we didn't we, even talk about we it, We totally though. skipped our plugs, and yeah. I was really sad because I was the only person <laughs> who put something. Um, I Yeah, I bought a new headset a few weeks ago. Um, you know, when... When I'm streaming, I have this microphone that I'm I'm using for the podcast right now. But when I'm just playing games with friends, or when uh, you know my my wife wants to go to sleep and wants me to use headphones, um, it's kind of annoying having cables or a big mic in front of me. So I, bu- right. I bought a wireless headset. It's the Corsair Void Pro RGB because you need an RGB headset. 
<laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> I I pretty much just turn off the RGB, uh, turn off the LEDs because then I get better battery life. Um, that makes but, sense. Yeah, it's wireless. The sound is great. Um, the microphone is pretty good for being wireless. Um, obviously, a wired headset is going to have better mic quality, but right. it's. I, I picked it up on sale for eighty dollars. I think. I think it normally goes for a hundred. Um, so, but yeah, occasionally it'll go on sale for for eighty bucks here in the U.S. Um, Two twenty five here. Twenty one twenty five. Jeez. Ooh. We get ripped off in gaming electronics. <laughs> I'd say. My goodness. <laughs> well, when I come visit you, I'll smuggle some stuff. It's only twenty five hundred dollars to fly there. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a bargain. <laughs> yes, you yeah. need to come to New Zealand though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and mm-hmm. I, I offered to bake any cake, a cake for any LDS gamer that visits. I, I baked one for Ben, uh, <laughs> oh. a local LDS gamer. I didn't know. Nice. I didn't know about that deal. That that certainly <laughs> sweetens the deal. I know where my bonus is going. <laughs> I'm gonna go get me a cake. But my my wife is always talking about wanting to go to New Zealand, so I'm sure at some point we'll be out there. It's probably just because she loves the accents. <laughs> probably, it's got to be it. She's looking for my replacement. Is probably what <laughs> I was going to say. Watch out, Scout, <laughs> scouting them out. On the loose, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Uh, no. You don't have to. No, that's fine. Vader. What do you got? Um, well, I'm just I'm self-centered and selfish. I always just plug something related to me. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's what this is about. It's okay. Um, <laughs> since I last guessed on here, I think I have started another podcast about kung fu movies. Oh, that's right. I remember a while ago you, talk, you talking about that. Um, I can't say it's any good because it's just me and uh, me talking. Uh, my host is real like knowledgeable, like the martial arts, and like even knows a little bit of Chinese and and like yeah. So he's he's the knowledgeable one, and I'm just the dude who goes, yeah, that's sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're the hype man. Yeah, the hype man. Everyone needs a hype man. <laughs> yeah. And so we just yeah we we basically watch a film every um, before every episode and we just kind of talk about the cast and and then we just chat about what we like and don't like about the movie and read a couple of we read one pot like super positive review like a ten out of ten and a one super negative review <laughs> um, and kind of just awesome. mock them or or comment on what we enjoy about them <laughs> so basically if you like kung fu films um, and you 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 like watching them uh, you can join in. What's it? Very what's cool. it called? Probably, did you say already? Probably not, because I'm bad at promoting myself. Uh, Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Podcast. Nice. So uh, a play very on cool. Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon, and it's on <laughs> iTunes and whatnot. Nice. Very cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for jumping on tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, as a reminder, the seventh person to send me a message on uh, on Discord about the controller will get their choice of a PlayStation 4 controller or an Xbox controller from OC Gaming. But that's it. That's all we got. Do it. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>